Hello, and welcome to today's Grid Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Colby Reed. Joining us today is Bob Ashenbrenner from Explore Technologies. Bob has more than 25 years of computer engineering and engineering management experience, with 18 of those specific to mobility and the field requirements that enable real work to happen. Today, we're going to talk about mobility and the mobile field worker in the energy and utility industries, and also the devices that they use. Bob, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right, let's start at a high level. What technology trends are you seeing with energy and utility workers? For example, what technology are they using in their jobs and how is it working for them? Well, what we're seeing today is more automation, more mobility, and real-time tools. You know, it's just a few years ago that the utility and energy workers were using paper work orders, document inspection, paradigms on paper. So it's been a big change today to go to mobility. It's happening quickly. They used to use reference materials that were basically books. But now, mobile devices that support all facets of their dispatch and the work orders to an online environment that's accessible regardless of whether it's rural or in the metropolitan area, the reference material is now instantly available, of course, because it's online, which also means it's always up to date. Enclose the work tickets are online, and they can also add notes to the report so that other people who need to pick on that account have access to that information in real time. So it sounds like these technologies have a lot of benefits for the utilities, everything from cost savings to efficiency, right? It, absolutely. It, it affects accuracy. It affects keeping the worker in the field more, a big productivity enhancement, and it lets the worker do better stuff. It really works with the customer and makes the customer's experience that much better. Do you have any examples of clients maybe that you've worked with and how the technology has benefited them? Well, one of our customers in uh, Canada, utility customer, they use our PCs, and their goal was to keep the field technicians in the field as long as possible. And they saved in the first year a million dollars on paper alone, just all the written work orders and such. And that was a huge benefit to them. On top of that, they had a very interesting approach, which was that whenever a technician came back to the office, they asked them, what are you doing here? In the sense of what are you missing that doesn't keep you in the field? What other automation techniques or tactics can we do to you in the field more often? Is that as a back group, you add more capabilities and more functions to their software so the technicians could stay out longer. Did those companies find it difficult to make those updates, or is the technology such that updates can be made pretty quickly? The key thing we tell the utilities or energy workers or any vertical market that uses tablets, that's the software that really controls the workflow. So what you want to use is the best software for the work that you do. And most of these companies, even the ones that have paper in the field of technicians, they're running software today offices that dispatch towards the notes from the worker when they come back, that software can often be put on our tablet PCs and become immediately mobile that way. To go out and find a mobile version of software necessarily has additional advantages that the workers are familiar with the software, IT is familiar with the software, and therefore it's a good base. By saying good base, what I mean is if, if a they then need to add a module 
because their technicians need to come back more often for replenishing their truck or something. They can then work with their software supplier to simply add that module. And they're not dealing with a whole new piece of software they're adding to it. So from the software point of view, that's really critical to get that right. Now, to run that software, you need a device that is powerful enough to run it. And that's one of the things we specialize in is tablet PCs that have what we call the working set, which is computer ease for fast enough processor, enough cache memory, fast enough access to internal memory, enough storage internally to run the software quickly and efficiently. And that's one of the things we specialize in. And as you know, rugged is what we're known for the most in the industry, the tablets that will survive in the environment. But in addition to that, we really focus on practical ruggedness. What I mean by that is, if it's too heavy, it's not going to be carried out of the truck. It doesn't matter if it's rugged or not at that point. So we make our tablets thinner and later so they can be carried out of the truck. Um, we also build in docks exactly with the tablet. So it's very easy. It's simple. Just to dock it and then grab and go when you leave the vehicle. We have outdoor viewable screens, etc. So this software can in fact be mobile just by having a good software package that does what you need and a tablet that can full application without any delays. And that's our real focus is to deliver on that. Okay. I want to dig a little deeper on the concept of inside of the truck, outside of the truck. We've talked a little bit about the ruggedness of these devices. Um, do you have some examples that you can share of how important it is to have devices uh, that can transition in and out of the truck? That's interesting. Uh, one of the things that utilities have talked about for years is the last mile problem. Uh, they have distribution lines, whether it's a cable, a telephone, electrical power grid, whatever, uh, the distribution system, which is very big and complicated. But the last mile, the connection to each and every house, tends to be a lot of difficulties, a lot of unique situations, and where most of the ongoing work is. And so you hear the phrase, last mile. In a, as an analogy, that's what we're talking about here. In the past, we've put large, heavy notebooks into trucks. And that helps, it helps with dispatch, the driver can go to the right location, but they're not carrying that device to the work site. So they're still carrying paper, they're still carrying booklets, still having to transcribe when they get back to the office. So with real mobility, kind of solving the last mile problem for IT. That worker can now grab that tablet once they arrive at the site, they can carry it with them and they can see exactly what's going on, they can record what they're doing, they can real time register what they're repairing, they can a barcode scan what comes off the truck so that they immediately making a valid invoice and they can close the ticket all while on the site without having to go back and forth to the truck. So just like the last mile is a common utility issue, as we were solving with mobility, the last mile for IT. Okay, Bob, I want to ask you to pull out your crystal ball here for a second. We've been talking about the growth of technology for these mobile workers, but I want to look towards the future. Where are we headed? What's the next step for mobile technology? Well, the Internet of Things is a phrase that about how lots of these devices around the work environment, the commercial location, or in a home will be talking on the Internet or talking on different networks with information. Uh, something as simple as a smart meter, uh, which by itself is not that simple, but it, it can test 
the reading. In the past, meters have been read roughly monthly only for billing. But now once you're on a network, that data is there real time. It's available for the network to query over again. So now what we're seeing is service technicians are moving from being repair-focused and we're going to see more of them adding real value, being more of a partner with their customers. There's now a whole new set of capabilities are available. The capabilities include being able to time shift appliances with a simple case of a dishwasher somebody's home. They choose to run it instead of at 7 p.m., but maybe when they go to bed at 10 or 11 or 12, the electrical grid is not as pressed at that point. And the utility company can offer a lower rate. They can only offer a lower rate if they know you're running it night as opposed to 7. Well, with smart meters, you immediately see what you're running at what time. And some of these newer appliances will quickly have Internet of Things connections so they can say it's really 11 o'clock and I'm starting to run now. In commercial sites, the same kind of situation can apply with much bigger pieces of equipment. So what we're seeing is the crystal ball that you asked for is service technicians are going to be making a huge change in how they're seen in their work environment, shifting entirely to um, a partner that, hey, I want to lower my energy cost. I want to, um, I want to buy an electric car or a fleet of electric vehicles. I want to charge them and the grid isn't so loaded. How do I set that up? That utility worker can come into that site. They can set up those complicated devices because they have mobile tablets with them and look up the instructions, the installation instructions, the safety code, et cetera. And they can connect it to smart meters in this example so that the utility knows when they can charge those vehicles. Again, I use those examples to talk about how a whole wave of service techs moving from repair to partnership is the trend that we see happening. Now, it's one thing to have technology that's capable of making these mobile connections, smart grid technology, uh, mobile tablets, and so forth. But those devices are only going to function as well as the network is going to allow them to. So what about the network? Uh, do you see mobile connectivity uh, needing to change in the future? You're right. Um, a uh, continuous connection to the network is really needed for mo most mobile devices. Yes, uh, our tablets have enough working set, which I explained earlier, the whole data is probably not connected to a network. In most cases, and energy companies want to keep people real-time connected. So when we design tablets, we stress the wireless connection. A quick aside is when I used to work at a company that notebook computers. When we first designed the notebook, we would decide on the processor and the DD screen and the hard drive location, et cetera. And the tennis were almost an afterthought. Since I've been working at a store for over 10 years, when we design a tablet, plate tablet, the first thing we do is we decide on when LCD screen would be used. The next thing we do is we design the antenna locations. And everything after that to stay away from the antennas because we realize that antenna performance is absolutely critical to that experience. So which is the other part of your question, see companies going from into 3G and 4G LTE networks, and those networks are a lot better than previous networks, and not just because of more bandwidth, which they do offer, but because the architects in the industry who came up with 4G LTE understood reality as far as how radio signals bounce around buildings, 
in the cab of a truck, in a home, in a, in a factory. And those signals are far better than they ever used to be as far as getting to those devices if the device is properly designed with diversity antennas like we do. And lots of other people do too. The implication of that is that past some utilities have felt that they had a mount to device in the truck with mental antennas, which may have been true a few years ago, but with 4G LTE, that's no longer necessary. And that means that no longer does the device have to be in the truck to be connected. It works great when it's outside the truck too. That is a critical piece of mobility. So we now see devices that can run your software. We see devices that can survive the environment. And we see devices that can stay connected to the network throughout the entire vertical region. So the trend we're seeing is using more of the cellular data networks, especially a move to 4G LTE. All right. In that last answer, you talked a little bit about Explore Technologies, and I want to dig a little bit more into that. Um, can you tell me more about Explore Technologies and your vision for the mobile field worker? Sure. We've been around for a long time, much more than a decade. I've been at the company since 2003 myself, and there's lots of folks at Explorer who have been there longer and have always seen our mission supporting a mobile worker. Matter of fact, as you know, we only do slate tablets, and we have only done slate tablets in our history. I don't know of any other company that's only done slate tablets. We've seen lots of companies that do notebooks that dabble in tablets, have a tablet just because uh, some customers ask for it. We've always focused on it. That was my answer about the antennas and how we really pay attention to wireless performance. Really think through, what does a mobile worker really need? When you're standing and working, keyboard isn't going to help you much. It's going to, in fact, it'll be a nuisance. You need touch screens. You need outdoor viewability. But you also, at times, maybe back in the office or you might be at a coffee shop or somewhere else where a keyboard might be useful. So we have accessories that are keyboards for those situations. We also know that you need a real vehicle dock that has almost instant docking and undocking. We offer that. But you may want to dock back in the office so that you can use a larger monitor. But sometimes you want small screens. That sometimes a 12-inch screen is what you really need to run your software. So we've always looked at how do we keep mobility workers mobile, not just when they're standing and working, but getting them to the site, getting them to do the work through their whole day and evening in a lot of cases. And, and that's what we've really focused on in our history. We also are really focused like a laser on ruggedness. If the tablet can't survive, then no real value in it. So we have the most rugged tablets on earth. Nobody can match it. We also have full specs. Uh, there are ways to talk about mil-spec A10G ratings without talking about how rugged the product really is. Published how high we dropped the tablet from, what kind of surface we dropped it on. And that lets the utility or energy company match their needs to the tablet uh, or the tablet to their needs. They can say, in this environment, we need something that survives being outside in below zero temperatures or above 110, 140 degrees Fahrenheit. We have the products to support that. Another little facet of that is a lot of companies support really high temperatures. They will 
what is called in the industry throttle a processor, make it run slower so it doesn't create as much internal heat. We design our tablets with enough cooling so that far more cases we're still running at full performance, even you're taking out of a hot truck. And therefore, your software isn't going to get laggy because we know the mobile worker often is in a hot environment. All right, last question, Bob. Where will mobile field worker technology be in three years? Where are we headed? What we see is more mobility, AI services, and more custom devices. By more mobility, we mean everybody's returning their devices, whether it's their application, is uh, a smartphone is sufficient for their application, whether our tablets are, are what they need. Regardless, we're going to see a lot more device carries and always connected. Um, also, value-add services, which I've talked about a bit already, which is being able to really assess a situation and let the service tech move from repair to a more interactive and partnership kind of a relationship with their customers. Let's talk about more custom devices. We don't see the need for utility companies, for example, to choose generic products and fit within it. For example, we have a telecom customer services residential locations. We have a customized module so they can connect it to the HDMI port and they can assess immediately is the problem their data coming in from the cable box or from the modem or is the problem with the customer's equipment. That simple sounding change isn't so simple. There's a lot of technical issues, of course. The technician immediately diagnosed the problem. Uh, they don't have to carry another piece of equipment customize our equipment to do that. We see that accelerating in the industry. We see companies, now that they realize they can get custom products to support their needs, asking for it more often. We have a nice modular architecture that allows us to attach different devices, different capabilities, so that workers can do exactly the work they need to do. Well, this has been a very informative discussion. Bob, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for uh, having a discussion with me. I really enjoyed being able to talk about the trends with utility workers. We all interact with our friends in the utility industry in our personal lives and our business lives, and uh, it's been great talking with you about it. Thank you, Bob. You can learn more about mobile field worker technology and energy technology on the Grid Insights blog by Intel. That's located at blogs.intel.com forward slash energy. I'm Colby Reed, and we'll see you on the next Grid Insights podcast.